Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. What? what? Just anyone. I don't care who it is. Just add a new character. Why is Jamin Hansu not in this movie? <laughs> he... <laughs> Nerd on. What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the Podcast. You didn't need, but you deserve, where all levels of nerd are welcome. Woo! Today, we return to the circle of life. Today, we talk about the latest and certainly not last installment of the Disney live action remakes. (laughs) I like the way that your voice went live action. It was Dr. Evil. Live action remakes from our childhood. We start with The Lion King today. I don't know any of the words. Penguins on the bottom. <laughs> what? 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 Penguins on the bottom. <laughs> it was from Timon and Pumbaa, Lion King one and a half. Oh. oh. Yeah. That's why I don't dig know it. Dig a tunnel. Dig, dig a tunnel. Anyway. That's good. So, yes, we're here. <laughs> we are talking about the live action remake oh my of God. 1996, The Lion King. Uh, before we get into all that, my name is Corey. I'm Caitlin. I am Tom. And I'm Josh. <laughs> and this episode is brought to you in part... By the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. All three. I had to. Uh, Patreon, the Nerd On Nation, they allow us to keep the lights on and keep doing this thing that we're doing. Camera here, camera there. All this really cool stuff that we're doing. And we keep upgrading. We're like, we get to do that because of our patrons. And if you are new to the Nerd On Nation and Patreon and what that is, essentially it is an exclusive membership service in which you can support your favorite creators, say like Nerd On, and you get stuff for it. Like extra episodes, early access, early access to merch. Discord. Discord server is hopping all the time and we're always having to add new servers. Like now we have food porn. I feel like we're about to get a gardening one too, we're, actually. We're actually so, <laughs> we might actually get a thing I learned today. One. Oh, yeah. Right? oh, yeah. And um, I, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, check it out. Nerdon.io backslash Patreon. You may notice that a voice is missing from this yes. table. Uh, Ali has returned to the circle of life. What? No. <laughs> he no. became the grass. Wow. The antelope ate the grass. And now, now he's, he's in Las Vegas. The he's in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's anyway. what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. part of the circle antelope of life. Or the grass, as Josh you end up say, in Vegas. Uh, he's dealing with family. He's yeah. dealing with family. He's dealing stuff. with his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having fun. Knuckles crack. But we also he's dealing with his family. But we also dealt with his family earlier this weekend, too. Yes, we did. Um, sweet. Uh, yeah. Tom, this uh, brings us to our first segment. Yeah, Caitlin, what film. does that mean? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Since this is something that is a complete, it is done, uh, we can do a thing. So, it is a thing that is, <laughs> is a complete thing. I don't do this part very often. It is often. a complete story. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Meaning we can rate it, meaning we can guess, guess that grump. Who's oh, oh, the of the show? <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny I tried is I used so to hard, know guys. the lyric to that because I was a choir boy, and one oh. year choir they did boy, choir boy compared to me. <laughs> and they uh, one year we did a Disney uh, themed concert, and one was a it was a uh, what are those things called where they put a bunch of songs together into one a compilation a, co- medley? a medley. medley it was a medley yeah, yeah, of right. same, same. a medley same of uh, Lion King songs, and this oh. was one of them. That was one of them. So I used to know the the actual. 
Well, I'm proud words. of you from the past. Yep. Game back on the show. <laughs> yes. Just uh, like I'm proud of me from the future when I'm yeah, going to know what you, Game, you of Grumps, Game of Grumps uh, is. I could just do it. Okay, go yeah. for it. Kaylin, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing, I'm making sure you're doing it next time. Yep. Uh, so everyone at home, if you're this is the first time you're listening to Nerd On or watching it on YouTube or wherever you guys are watching it from, Guess That Grump is a segment of our show so at the end since we're rating it. Uh, we rate it one out of five, zero out of five, Kaylin's explaining that. Um, and the lowest in the group, no matter how high the number is, is the Grump of the week. That's right. And since Caitlin always explains it, she's going to go first. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will be Josh. One oh. for Josh. Wow. Josh? I think Josh it what? will be Tom. One for Tom. I got it here, Tom. Are you taking notes too? Uh, I just write it down too. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be Josh. So that's <laughs> Two, two for Josh. Josh. Wow. Two wow. for two. I'll say I'll say Josh. Three oh, for no! Josh. <laughs> so, but also we have a our nerd on nation who is also part I of the I think it's vote. half and half between Corey and Tom. Yeah, okay. I think there was four votes last time I checked, and there's two on you and so two on So regardless, me. it still puts it as then we'll be do two for Tom and then one for Corey. That still means Caitlin goes first. <laughs> so um, now with that we add up all the votes and all that stuff so so Josh has three has the most votes he will definitely go last for drama sake um, Caitlin will go first and then everyone else goes in between um, but we ex uh, encourage everyone at home to play along send us who you think would be the DM us whatever you want to do what the number one out of five do you rate this movie yeah. um, and yeah. if you were right I would love to hear more people's ratings actually 100%. outside of our, our own group yeah, yeah. Because, uh, Start know, developing really like matter. a community rating instead of just <laughs> our rating. Yeah. Like, yeah. add it all together. The Nerd on Nation gives it a yeah. five. I don't know. You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. That would yeah. be super dope. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it would be a community vote. Anyways, it would be like we create Average own, it. And then you average it. Yeah. We create and our own Rotten Tomatoes. This is really good content. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, that brings us to our complete and absolute spoiler of Guess That Grump, which is our initial reactions, first impressions, wherever you are. However, you like to say it. Yeah. We're gonna talk about how we felt after the movie. Why don't you listen, Tom? Um. So, uh, I remember watching Lion King. I think I remember watching it in theaters, and I was so young. I all I remember was my mom crying. Oh. Um, but wow. I just remember like Simba and Mufasa, whatever the sun touches, blah blah, blah all that shit. Whatever the light. But yeah. Um. And watching it as a kid, watching it multiple times, you know, leading to this, and you know, being now seeing like five or different types of live action remakes, it's like, all right, Disney, let's see what happens. You got John Favreau there, he's like, boom, 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 I got all this. I, I made Iron Man, Godfather, the MCU, Jungle Book, and Jungle Book, right? So it's like, okay, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good, right? So I go in there watching it, watching in San Diego because we we're at Comic Con. Me and Josh started to date the episode, but um, go, leaving the theater and being very nonplussed. You know, I was very, ex I was expecting not even like the Oscar Academy Award winning yeah. performances or anything like that, but it just seeing something I think I would have walked away and being like, oh, you know, I want to take, I want to go watch it again with somebody or take like a date out or go, like, go watch it with like a kid who I, and I you yeah. know, may not know. But this, I was just like, no, I, I wouldn't want to go watch this again. And that's, that's saying something. Yeah. I usually say, yeah, I'm willing to go watch it again, but this time I would not go watch it again. Yeah. Well, uh, for me, I had the opposite. I, if you watch our, listen to our Aladdin episode, I hated that movie. Uh, I didn't hate it. I'll say the H word. I didn't care for it. Was and it less than like a 2.5? I've grown. I think I gave it a pity three. Okay. It was going to be lower than Jesus. Three. Uh, well, I think you said that you were going to give it a 2.5 or something. And yeah. then you were like, well, after this conversation, I bumped, I it, a bumped it up. So Because um, you made some good points about Guy Ritchie and, and his whole. Being a director. Being, well, being able to put his mark on the movie, which is hard to do in a Disney franchise. Yeah. Uh, for machine. me, I was going in with really low expectations. As I've stated 
in previous episodes and in life, these remakes are not my cup of tea. I've never understood why we need them except for monies. No, uh, we don't need it. Right. No, no, no. I'm they just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's no reason the audience, why do we need to retell these stories? I am I am of the mindset that like Princess and the Frog is the last great Disney film that I've seen uh, as far as their original stuff goes. So yeah. uh, with this, I went in with pretty low expectations. 2022. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I went in with low expectations and I actually left pleasantly surprised. As far as a remake goes and someone who's not really a fan of remakes of, of films, uh, I, I left pleasantly surprised. I thought a lot of it hit some right notes. It was changed just, just enough for me to enjoy it, but it didn't try to do anything too out of left field, which I feel like Aladdin did a little bit too much of. I thought the score was fantastic. With the super slow on Bollywood? Yeah, no, nah, I didn't <laughs> need that. Uh, but like, you know, the characterizations were pretty great except for a couple, but I, I left really pleasantly surprised and I actually enjoyed my time in the theater more than I thought I would. Would um, you watch it again? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I had the choice, if someone's like, which one do you want to watch? Of course, I'm. if I like, my cousin's like, let's watch Lion King. I'm like, okay, but we're watching the animated version. But if he puts it on, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. There are some things missing for me, and we'll get into that. But all in all, I think it was, as far as remakes go, this is kind of more towards what I want to see. Okay. Kate, Okay. I. Oh, God. <laughs> liked the liked movie. the movie. There it is. There's a question dot, mark dot, at the dot. end. Ooh. Yeah. But. There was a lot of moles, and they weren't on people. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> I. There was a point where um, I saw the movie during the day on Saturday, and there were a bunch of kids there. And at first, I was like, "Oh no, I'm yeah. not going to be able to this even watch the movie." Stand. I did. But, have, I did have a kid kicking myself. But, well, that happened as well. But um, one of the little girls during like this pivotal scene, Simba is like in the rain, and he's going to go. The ending. Yeah, it's like at the end. And then the music swells, and, and the little girl goes, "Who's that?" <laughs> and I was like, "You were too young to be in the movie then." Well, no, she wasn't that young. I mean, she was young, but she wasn't like three I, or four. Mm. She was old enough to like recognize. And I was like, because even I was having a hard time telling which character was who sometimes. Um, so I was kind of like, who is this movie for? Is it supposed to be for kids? Because they can't tell them apart because mm. other kids were saying the same Member thing. Member berries. I Member berries? I will say on tangent though, sometimes watching a kid's movie with a bunch of kids like watching P po uh, Detective Pikachu, uh -huh. it's kind of great. Yeah. Because oh, then yeah. they're like, it's that Pokemon. It's like, shut up. Okay, it's, it's, it's sweet. Like, Shut yeah. up. They're children, Tom. It, but, but because those kids were there, they were kind of pointing out that like, was this supposed to be for kids? Because they weren't like, I heard the kids laugh maybe two times when there were a lot of jokes yeah. in there. The adults weren't even laughing at all. Could be, and, I mean, because I had the opposite in my theater. Oh, really? What day, what day did you watch yours? They loved it. What? What day did you watch yours? Uh, I watched mine Saturday. Saturday. What day did you watch yours, Kaylin? Saturday. At, at the Lamley. We watched ours on Thursday. Yeah, mm. no, I'm just saying yeah. I had the opposite. The right. kids in my theater were. Oh yeah, on I was it. also say depending what day, what time, and all. Yeah, that right, 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 right. But I don't know. I I guess I I'm 1:30? kind of in the the same boat as, as as that where I'm like I couldn't really. I mean, other than obviously Simba, because how many male lions were in the movie? But like three. Yeah, thank you for that, Tom. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. You beat me to it by Next half a time second. on Stating the Obvious. I I thought that the emotional stuff was only there. It felt like they spent all the animation budget on making the animal models perfect. Yeah. And then they like ran out of budget to make them expressive until like halfway through the movie. Then they were expressive for like a minute. And then at the end, they were like, yeah, there's a line. I mean, I can That's guarantee it. they didn't run out of budget. There's a line. No, I know Disney, that. Yeah. yeah. And someone there, just overlooked there's a, it. Yeah, there's a line. Yeah. So there's a line. Uh, I 
liked there's, it. There's a lot of lions, Tom. There's a lion king. I liked it. A lion ass king. Why yeah. Josh. lion? Okay. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. So I've been thinking about this because it's really for everybody at home and for longtime listeners, I'm not often voted the grump or even feeling that I might be the grump. Um, it very rarely happens. And I've been thinking the past few days since I saw this movie how I was going to talk about it because being a grump for me is very hard. And so going into this movie, um, so a few weeks ago we did the Toy Story 4 episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Corey, you had mentioned how much the Toy Story franchise kind of meant to you. Yeah. Um, Lion King to me hold a very, very special place in my heart to the point that I'm actually starting to like get tingles because I want to cry because it, there was a, when my dad, when we started hanging out again, um, when I was a child and I would go visit him, this is one of the first times that we went and saw a movie together mm -hmm. and it was The Lion King. And The Lion King for me, the original was something that I, I can watch so many times and just yeah. be like blown away. Um, so when this was announced... Um, this actually, for the first time in a long time, I, I said it where there was no expectations where I was like, okay, I'm going to go with this. They're, they're, it's kind of one of those trying to fight reality kind of things. Yeah. They're doing live action. Yeah. It's just, that is, so I'm not going to fight it. Let's, I'm going to give this a chance. And the to the point where I was like, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do with it. And for the first time in a really long time, I wanted to walk out of a movie. Right. How, how excited how, how about quickly, that? Though. How quickly? Oh, because you guessed it. Um, yeah, that's it. It was within the I'm not first happy that like he was <laughs> upset. Just within the first right. like twenty minutes. Really? I uh, because Tom asked me when we stepped out of the theater. He was like, "So first impressions," and I had I had silence for a little bit because I had to because I didn't want to say that, but I'm saying it. What was the core of that? I didn't need it whatsoever because we don't need any so of these. well here's the thing no but here's the thing in the defense of other live action things they change things the, but that doesn't always mean success that doesn't know i know i understand that yeah. but for me i was like well i didn't i didn't need a live action of that like there are some shots that i was like this is almost a frame for frame like thing but you just wanted to do this game mm -hmm. and so I, I just, for me personally, I was like, yeah. I, I didn't, but most, unfortunately, a lot of the movie, and then I'd have to shake it off. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. no, no, no. <sighs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. Cool. Yeah. I do have positive things to say about it. No, no, no yeah. But there were some things the that I was, was just like. I mean, like I, I feel about that, that way about all the live actions. We, Why? We are also omitting something. Uh, we almost fell asleep. Yes. Twice. I mean, I know for a fact, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fall asleep in this movie. I, I was actually in, desperate to check my phone. I don't fall asleep in movies. I don't, the last time I fell asleep in a movie was Avatar. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? I was and like, I, no, again, like, I, was that the day you guys woke up and drove to San Diego though? No, this was like after, I mean, this was like after the fact. And so like we had, you know, got out from the con and went there and then we like got- This some, is the same day though? Yeah. We got some dinner and like we were like- We were both ready out. and awake and this is going to be dope. And it was like an early showing. And I was like, okay, it's fine. And I was like... <sighs> in fact, we were going to do a much later showing just in case, however the day at Comic-Con mm -hmm. went. But we chose an early showing because we got done with our interviews sooner. And we, and we were like... stay up late. And yeah. so we went and we watched it at kind of like the like the first 
uh, Thursday showing, which is at like seven or something like that. It was like the second. Yeah. Like yeah. six o'clock, six thirty. Um, and so we were like ready and ready. Mm-hmm. And so and I ready again, and ready. Ready and ready. So I I really hate to be the Debbie Downer. Uh, thanks, man. I don't so, think you down. are. I think I might be the hype. Hype beast. Harry. Yeah. The, the, Don't worry, Josh. You're, you're not alone. And in... bring it down, Josh. Anyway, so we'll get more into it. We'll talk about it in our qualms and favorite yeah. parts. But, but first, we got to do our brief synopsis and then production. And then we'll get into all the meat and potatoes. But so brief synopsis of the movie, Lion King 2019, live action remake directed by John Favreau, right? So uh, think of the original movie. But so it's live action, right? Um, and so we have Mufasa and all these animals gathering around Pride Rock. I don't even know if they mentioned it called Pride Rock. Um, but uh, they have the birth of Simba, the new prince, right? And we get a little bit of backstory of the brother of the king, who is Scar, who is like a little mad that he's not in line to be king anymore because yeah. his son was born. And uh, growth kind of happens and ensues. Where <laughs> we see time changes because of a dung beetle. beetle. Yeah. Um, and baby Simba and Mufasa talking about like the kingdom and what needs to be of a king. Like the king needs to be able to give instead of being able to take. You know, it's a big little conservation piece as well as like the hyenas, how they're constantly fighting against them. And then uh, baby Simba and Nala go to the mammoth graveyards and run into like the Elephant. main mammoth uh, elephant graveyard uh and mammoths would sound more dope would not um go to the sea uh hyenas who are you know the primary antagonistic force for most of the movie as a force but not as the main pusher um and then mufasa has to save them they have that you know hey dude kid i'm just trying to protect you even kings could feel scared every once in a while mm-hmm. and um you find out that Scar is plotting with the hyenas to take out Mufasa and bring the hyenas out of the shadows into the rest of the sunny goodness. And to have the, the Pride Lands. To the Pride Lands to have all the food they can have because hyenas' hunger will never be quelled. Um, and then uh, not, uh, Scar is trying to teach Simba how to roar. Giant stampede. Mufasa dies. Wham, wham. We all cry. It's, it's still sad. Um, and then he says, never return, Simba, because what are they going to do with, with a prince that killed their father? He runs. He le- he meets P- T- Timon and Pumbaa. They say, Hakuna Matata. You can't worry about the past and stuff like that. Scar is like, yo, dog, I'm sorry to say, I got to be new king. And then Alfred Woodward is like, sorry. Uh, I was like, who's going to be? Well, what are you going to do? And then it's like, I need an army, blah, blah. I'm bringing these hyenas in. The hyenas come. All the female lines are like, yo, what the fuck? Um, and then uh, Simba grows up. And then, like, even though he's a predator, he eats grubs. He scares some gazelles because he's always going to be a lion. Um, and then Nala, who's now grown up to become Beyonce, Queen Bee, uh, she's like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to go find someone to come h- come help us. And then she, this is how, this is how she runs, like, with a, <laughs> like a doggy paddle in the water. Um, and then she finds Simba. And then she pins him down the way that she did jiu-jitsu, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu to him all the time. Pins him um, and says, like, hey, we gotta go. Like, you need to be come back. We all thought you're dead. He's like, nah, man, that's it's complicated. Yada yada. She like leave, like, all right, you're a sucker. Go ahead. Rafiki comes out with his little roots and stick, and he's just like, yo, I know your father. It's like, no, you did know. It's like, no, I know, blood. And he's like, let's go to these thorns and brambles. <laughs> let's look at this water. Boom. The su- thunder and sky, the fucking sky elementals come out. And it's like, yo, clouds. I, I'm Mufasa. Yo, return to the circle of life. Not, not continue circle of life, but return to the circle of life. The he's like, cloud. you're right, man. You're so right. Now nah, I'm going to go. And then he comes in and then Timon Pumbaa like, yo, what are we going to do? It's like, we need some bait to go like help out the to fight the hyenas. He's like, who's the bait? It's like, it's you, Seth Rogen, because you're a pig. And then they're going to go run off and then they go fight all the stuff. Just like the video game, it's all cool, climactic. The same little burning embers go into uh, Simba's eyes. He kills Scar. and No, he doesn't kill Scar. He pushes no. him off. Hyenas kill him because hyenas, you know, hyenas are always hungry. He does that little climbing thing through the rain and everyone cries because that part always makes me yep. cry. And then he fucking roars and it's all great and all great. And then like it's all raining and then all the fire is gone. And then like years later, like the grass is back in the pride land. And then we get baby uh, new new lion. 
For Lion King 2. Lion King, no, Lion King 1 and a half, and then Lion King yeah, 2. Right. I can't wait. Actually, I can't wait for the shitty sequels to be live action. Yeah. That would be great. I would pay all the money for that. <laughs> we need Aladdin oh and the uh, 40 Thieves. Re- no, Return of <laughs> Jafar. Thieves. Return of Jafar first. Yeah. Because that was a bad one. <laughs> I love I all the bad did, da- the, Disney The sequels. third one was actually this is, what, really the good. The Hand of Fate? Yeah. Oh my God. Turning, the the anyway. Turtle Island? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I would love to see all the Disney sequels more yeah. than the Disney live action. Those live I agree no. with that. Um, uh, production, yeah? Yes. All right. Distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. A little studio. Don't know if you've ever heard of them. Gasp. Uh, director and producer John Favreau. He's directed things like Iron Man, Chef, Jungle Books, Earth, uh, Zathura. Earth Cowboys Park. and Aliens. And he's also produced things like Avengers, Dinner for Five, uh, and the upcoming Mandalorian show. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, another producer, Jeffrey Silver, Tron Legacy, Terminator Salvation, Mindhunters, 300, The Santa Claus, uh, Gil- Gilchrist, Karen Gilchrist, Gilchrist yeah. Iron Man 2, uh, Deaf Sisterhood, Cowboys and Aliens, screenplay by Jeff Nathanson, who did Speed 2, Cruise yes. Control. <laughs> with the leeches. That's the one without with the uh, Keanu. Uh, the Terminal, Rush Hour 3, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Cast, right out the gates, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, my hero. Uh, he's known for things like Atlanta, Community, Solo, uh, The Martian, Guava Island, his um, original movie on Amazon. Beyonce, you know from everything. Everything. Uh, but Dreamgirls, Austin Powers, Cadillac Records. Tweedle, I don't know how to say his last name. I'm terrible Chihuahua, at it. Iwa 4. Iwa. Iwa 4? I've never been able to do it, and I apologize. Uh, American Gangster, The Secret in Their Eyes, 12 Years a Slave. John Oliver, who you know from things like The Daily Show, uh, Rick and Morty Smurfs in Community. Uh, Billy Eichner, uh, Billy on the Street, Angry Birds, Neighbors 2, and also uh, Parks and Rec. He's pretty great in. She drove me here. Uh, <laughs> John uh, Connie, Canny? Connie? I think it's Connie. Black Panther, uh, The Ghost of the Darkness. Uh, and then we have Seth Rogen, Ghost Pineapple in Express. The darkness. Go on. Val Kilmer. It's such a good movie. Yeah. I, I mean, it. it's... It's about a hunt. It's about two hunters and trying to kill... Like uh, a, a lion. Like the lion. And like it's, it's called a ghost. And it's based on a true story. Yeah. So it's episode, hardcore. Or is that what's happening? I would be down. Uh, Seth Rogen, who you know from uh, Pineapple Express, Knocked Up, Zack and Mary Make a Porno, and any basically any Apatow. Alfred Woodard, Luke Cage, Hearts and Souls, X-Pax. I've never heard of that. X-Pax. Uh, James Earl Jones, who you know from Star Everything. Wars Coming to America, Hunt for Red October, and The OG Lion King. Uh, runtime is 118 minutes, released July 19th, 2019. Budget of $260 million. It grossed $270 million. Oh, sorry, $510. $510 as of today. Oh, yes. my God. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, at the time of writing this, was 55% critics and 89% audience. Josh printed it out before I finished there we it, go. so it's okay. It's my fault. So there you have it. So folks. yeah, it made it, wow. it made its money back already. So we're gonna get another more live more action live actions. sequels. I I suspect somebody in an office went excellent. It's working. I suspect the Brave Little Toaster. I wouldn't be <laughs> mad about it though. It'd probably be good. Brave Little Toaster. I would love if they took not as popular ones. Yeah, let's not blow those loads oh, first. How about, how about Robin Hood? Yeah, <laughs> the about, live action Robin Hood with the foxes or, would be great. You know great. they got all these old dog stories coming out. How about Fox and the Hound? Oh, <gasps> tears. Wow. And then, you know what they have? They have cats. Maybe they're like maybe Aristocats. <gasps> Aristocats. Yeah. Aristocats. Aristocats. You know what I'm saying? The other thing is I'd a whole another thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, so there, there you have it. I forget. You know, we're thinking about all the live action remakes and all that stuff. I totally forgot about Pete's Dragon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally oh, yeah. forgot about that dragon. Anyways, it was good, but again, Benjamin Brad, my man. 
The original is just the shit. Uh, so favorite parts. Yes. Favorite parts. Uh, I'll start. I was going to say, I want to start. <laughs> oh, that. go for it. You can't, you can't ever, ever like get over that last scene. I talked about it in the synopsis and, and Kayla was talking about it in her qualm. Uh, <laughs> with the ending. Oh, with yeah. the ending, he's climbing the, the rock. fire and the, and the darkness. Was just, what's the rain? It's like yeah. the washing of the sins of the past and the cleansing of the lands and the music swells, as Ollie would say it. Um, but that's Scar's going to toss him back in. And- but, but no, no, no. It's oh, very, very. During, yeah. yeah when he, right about when he, right when gotcha. he's roaring. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's roaring for the first time, right? And then so it's like, cool, he made his roar. And then also like he's now king of where he's supposed to be. But also that's the same music that they used for the trailer. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that bought my ticket it was like when I heard like they were they weren't using uh can you feel the love tonight song they weren't using ah Savannah they were using that song and mm-hmm. I was like this is this is this the is song. the song yeah this is the song because it is about the return of a king to his people and all this stuff it's like the, yeah it's like prodigal son returns and it's yeah. like the reluctant leader it's like ah! you know so it's so good <laughs> like I love that scene yeah that's why Hamlet's still a show but he dies watch yeah <laughs> but you know what I mean <laughs> but he dies Fortin but it's Bra- the same it's Fortin that same return yeah uh, for me, it was, uh, I actually loved, I think this was a beautiful looking film. Technically, it's an achievement out of, in and of itself, yeah. beyond, beyond storytelling or anything like that. The fact that you had, uh, I mean, just watching the Circle of Life opening and seeing like photorealistic CG was like, I don't understand how much time yeah. that took. There were some so, scenes like, that I was like. Shout out to the artists on that Whoa. one because you guys. Yeah. Knocked that shit out of the park. That was terrifyingly beautiful. Yeah. Terrifyingly <laughs> Terrify- beautiful. Why terrifying? Because it's like every Scary fur. Terror. Yeah. Every single hair was in the so right real. place. Yeah. Are you so sure? I just want to like. I don't know if that's realistic then. <laughs> right, I, right, out, right out the gates, just want to give a shout out to all the VFX artists on this film. Because what you've achieved for this film is fucking astonishing. Yeah. Um, uh, But for me, like a lot of favorite parts were little moments that I'm sure were ad-libbed. Like, I thought Timon and Pumbaa were, were great. Uh, at least Timon's ad-libs were fucking hilarious. Uh, I think Billy Billy Eichner knocked it out of the park. I think he really took the role and, like, paid homage to uh, what it was before, but was able to comfortably put his own spin on it. Well, he made, is, made the character his own. Which is a tough... Because, like... Like uh, I mean, you you know, it's like singing the national anthem in a sense. Like like shout I was, to I was, Fergie. I was I was hearing <laughs> Seth Rogen talk about. It. He's like, you want to make it your own because everyone knows the song or everyone knows the parts, but at the same time, you don't want to be the one who sings the national anthem like a crazy person. Can I actually speak to that? Because uh, one of the first things that was a, and this is going to be a positive. Yeah. Uh, one I, of the first things was no wait. <laughs> so at first, I didn't like Timon and Pumbaa. Mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate it at first. But then I just started, because I had such a negative reaction, I just started reading as much as I could about the making of the yeah. film. And the rehearsal process that those two went through, I just was, it called back to old theater roots. Of yeah, like, man. He basically put them in a room and was like, keep running the scene and now just wing it. Yeah. And I, I appreciated that because this is, they knew the lines, but they played yeah. as well. And those two... When you look at the original comedians that did what they did, mm-hmm. and now you have a different type of comedy, yeah. a different kind of type of uh, comedians playing. 20, 23 years later. And so it's like, yeah, you they know the lines, they know the heart of it, but they're allowed to kind of be their yeah. own I felt like the two type. of them fundamentally understood their characters better than, yeah. better than anyone in the, in the cast, as far as I'm concerned. Well, the cool thing is kind of like when, you know, not trying to create the 
huge discourse was like that question, like who is the audience for? It's like it's kind of for both. It's kind of for bridging the audience of like older and newer, so that like you can like you can kind of tell the story of like where it came from and all that stuff. And then they did modernize. It. I mean, like the some of the like ad libs or you know that that Billy was doing was like answering questions of how the old original story that you know was adapted forever uh now to this newer stage with this new screenplay with the different audience that's seen endgame that's seen like 9-11 happen that's seen all these crazy things happen it's like how do you answer questions like what is the circle of life mm-hmm. yeah and it's like it's actually and then the way that simba sees it it's not really a circle and the way they see it it is or the way they they talk about it, it. was almost like they were breaking the fourth wall without breaking the fourth wall yeah which made it a very, fine line which made yeah. it very stage play yeah. yeah which it comes back to a little bit you know going back to the the stage performance mm-hmm. it was like a laurel and hardy like i pre- i appreciate well, it gained 400 the fact, pounds like, since we started yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was great um but yeah i have more but i'll pass it around if anyone else has any um i mean on the same vein i i really appreciated the cuz in the in the forest like it was cool to expand the world that they actually lived in Mm -hmm. um yeah there's a passage of time and whatnot that we get through a song but there was a there was a growth of a world like showing other animals that are in the forest and you know seeing other things or even interacting with them not even just showing them yeah yeah, yeah. interact with gazelles and they have little lines here and there and it was I appreciated that. It was really... I honestly thought the... Because they do the In the Jungle in the original one. Mm-hmm. But the way they did this and transitioning into the scene with Nala, I thought that this, strangely, was a bit better than the animated one. Mm. Just that moment. The yeah. transition felt a little more natural because in the in the animated one, you see Nala, it cuts back to them, you see Pumbaa alone, and it's kind of just this like, okay, I see where this is going thing. Yeah. But in this one, it was just this nice musical number which was nice homage to the original but then all of a sudden she just pops out and it's just destroyed and you're like oh shit here she is can can I add to that I think that's that's a cool thing with the adaptations and I think I said it with Aladdin too it's like it's allowing the you know Walt Disney proper and the filmmakers to as well course correct a little bit like Aladdin's not just like you know terrible place Agrabah's not a terrible place to be they're actually trying to create it as like a sovereign nation how Mm -hmm. do sovereigns you know respond to that and so with Lion King you know additions of different animals in the wherever the hell they were, like not feeling like it's just isolated between Timon, Pumbaa, and Simba. Where it's like yeah. this whole world kind of feels like it's enough away as an oasis away from the Pride Lands, but like you know other animals are there too and they're not just mm-hmm. like, what's a lion? So it, it, was, it was really Yeah, they still nice have to... instincts to run from yeah. the lion and stuff. Yeah. Caitlin? Hmm. I did credits. think it was... <laughs> no, um, I did think um, Simba like popping out of the the uh, jungle to get the butterflies was adorable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grown. Because I, I fighting, thought it was actually going to be Nala at that point for whatever Grown reason. Simba going, I almost got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to go. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys are never going to be friends. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought no, that was so fault. cute. Um, that's yeah. fault. Oh, also yeah. um, running away from the hyenas in those tunnels oh. where they would like randomly pop in the oh, holes yeah. and dig down through. Yeah. That was really cool. I yeah. super dug that. Ha ha, dug it. <laughs> wow. I'm proud of myself. Uh, I really dug... Uh, ah. Jesus. <laughs> I've, we've we've had conversations on this show before of like favorite Disney villains and yeah. stuff like that. I know that Jeremy Irons is like the like number one... Scar's like my favorite villain. His scar, he, his scar is just like, yes, but... Yes. I was, yes. I hate it. Um, Chihuahua? Chihuahua, I appreciated it. I got someone corrected it. me on it. I said Chihuahua the other day, and I think they were like, I think it's Chihuahua. And I was like, 
I thought it was Chihuahua. Well, we we'll know that our, we're trying our best, and yeah. we also, will take corrections. We're not trying to make fun of them, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I appreciated it. He's I, trying to do something different. Again, yeah, it was, was that same thing where you're like, I know this is an iconic thing, and I, I have to pay homage a bit, but I have yeah. to put my own spin on and, it. And I mean, in the same vein as it's like, it's a, it's a qualm, but it's also a, I appreciate what they did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like with Be Prepared, like I remember there was this big uproar of like, oh, it's not going to include it. And then they did include it. They kind of included it. They kind, kind of, of, it's, sort a, of. It's, a, it's a sing monologue-ish. Sing-a-logue. Two lines from the, two, yeah. two stanzas. From the so song. they include. I have some stuff to say about it. We'll get there. Yeah. But I appreciated his his scar. Yeah. To pick up kind Especially of Especially in the new scene that they yeah. added for this with uh, Sarabi. Yes. About dining and like join me. It was very Now, now the lion's eating late. Yeah. Like that was, especially in that scene, I felt like his scar, I was like, this is more of this. This yeah. more. M-O-A-R. Yeah. And the design uh, from uh, Scar for me, I was like, I mean, if you're going to make a, because the original Scar doesn't have really a realistic color scheme. No. And so if you're so going to put a realistic. black manes. If you're going to put a realistic color scheme on a lion. Make him look like Lucky. He's he's seen some shit. He's seen some shit and he's like not well, physically healthy. Yeah, well, I like what they added and I can't remember if that's from the original one or not, but where he said like you've it's like as a lion, you've always had the strength and the brains. I've always been, you know, gifted with one but not the other. Do you say both? No, he, he said, my said brother's always I'm the brains, str- you're the bronze. When it comes to bronze, but he my was, brother has the He also mentioned share. the courage that his, his, his courage, yes, courage. Yeah. his courage and strength. And I did like the uh, actually, I really liked this the throwaway line where he's like, "Is that a challenge? I wouldn't dare fight you, not again, not again." Yeah. And so that just like hints that maybe he fucked him. Yeah. Up. Um. I one thing I was gonna say, I love the original with the music and all that stuff, but goddamn, when Donald Glover and Beyonce harmonize. Fucking great. Magic? Magic? It's fucking great. I was like, I'm, Corey, you're the biggest Don Golo fan I, I fucking know. And I know I'm saying blasphemy where it's like, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. I'm not saying I'm not her fan, but it's like, I'm not like, oh my God, put everything down. Stop the press if she's here. Um, she is. I would say stop the press. Let's stop. Right. Of course. Yeah. But um, I just didn't expect to it to sound that, that good. good. I was like, oh, wow. I thought I was, I was very happy. Of course, like I'm a, I'm a big Donald Glover fan, so I, I was like holding my breath, waiting to hear him sing Akuna Matata because I didn't watch anything leading up to it, and I thought his entrance for the song, it's, it's so good. Yeah. His it, the, you know, when he's the older yeah. Simba, when he I, first yeah. jumps out and yeah. kills. Oh, him. I was he's like, riffing. Oh, I know. He's yeah. riffing oh, now. Oh, he's riffing. <laughs> Great. I, I was, just, I literally went like Christopher. Wow. Yeah. Christopher Walk, and I was like, Holy I was shit, so happy. I like at that moment, wow. I was finally like, oh god, oh he's gonna do it. <laughs> but then also with uh, uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Yeah, that was great too. Like between the two, I was like, all right, I'm down with this. I'm like, I was in my mind, I was like, I'm might go check out this soundtrack. Real mm-hmm. quick. You know what I'm saying? But I, I thought was, her new her new song was great too. Yeah, Spirit. Uh, the it thing, was catchy. You know what's the thing? I'm I'm really sad. I, I always get really weirded or like, oh man, they gotta have a new song in there, whatever yeah. crap. And it's like I just feel like every artist has to do that. Mm-hmm. But then when it happens, I'm like could have wanted a little bit longer of that song just see what yeah. happens it, you know? fit, it fit really well, well with it's the same thing with uh naomi uh scott with uh jasmine too it's like, oh yeah i could have wanted a longer song i, wanted one like, more that song. I could have wanted a longer song who knows yeah yeah so <laughs> i dig it it's like those were the delightful surprises i'm like okay i'm about this more beyonce is never a bad thing beyonce queen b <laughs> queen uh i have a couple more if anyone else wants to uh yeah. i thought jd mccrary who played young simba mm. knocked it out of the park i'm so impressed with him this is like his first big thing he sang with Donald Glover at the uh, Emmys oh, or oh, very cool. Grammys at the Grammys. Yeah, okay. he's a little kid. But man, especially during the scene where his uh, when Mufasa dies, I thought that kid acted the shit out of that scene. His voice acting was just like 
I was like, I hope someday I act that well. Because <laughs> that, when I really grow up, I want to be like you. Especially like, unlike you, Josh, like I grew up on that film, watching that VH. It was like that and Oliver and Company were the two I watched the most growing yeah. up. And so knowing Mufasa is going to die, of course, it's kind of sad. But it didn't hit me until that kid starts his emoting of like the dad and his like voice cracks and everything. And I was like, oh, damn. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you, did you fucking forget? No, that's what I'm saying. I, but I'm saying I wasn't expecting to really get into it because I was like, I know he dies. Da, 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 da. But then like just hearing that kid act it out was like, I was very impressed. So like shout out to J.D. McCurry because like I think. Well, it's kind of a relief you because it. you know what's happening. So it is, it's a lot of pressure, I think, on these actors yeah. to, mm. to present something and emote something that you know is coming. Right. And you have like an expectation in your brain based on memory yeah. of like how it goes. And so then you do have these actors that yeah. they take you on a different emotional train. Right. Um, because it is a new voice, but it's also, they are presenting it in a little bit of a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But like afterwards, I did the same thing you did where I watched a bunch of behind the scenes stuff and watching Favreau direct him. He was just such a professional, like, I don't know how old he is exactly, but I would guess like t- 11 or 12. Yeah. And this kid was just in this booth, like, so professional. And I was like, I someday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be as good as When I kid. grow up. Uh, the only other thing I, I had to add was I was really happy that they made uh, Shenzi. Shenzi? The hyena? Uh, the, I, the lead woman? Shenzi. Yeah. I think it's Shenzi. Uh, it's not the same name as the one from... Yeah. Uh, it's not Whoopi. Yeah. But I like that they made her more the lead than Prominent. just blending in with the rest. Like yeah. she well, kind of was. It's not the Three Stooges. It's, it's, it's the hyenas. Yeah. Well, it's uh, like Queen... Queen of you the still damned. had uh, Keegan, Michael Key, and Eric, Eric Andre, Andre as the com- comedic relief there, so I was glad she wasn't a part of that. Because there, there is something to, like, especially in the animated film, I was never scared of the hyenas. I mm-hmm. mean, be prepared when they're goose-stepping. I was a little yeah, terrified. Yeah, that's scary. But, like, <laughs> they were, yeah, but the three of them together, I was never intimidated by them. And, like, watching this with Shenzi, I was like, I'm actually scared of you. Like you <laughs> actually terrify me as like this is how you scare I, me. Right. Like I, I well, thought she was she, bigger and yeah. she became more of a uh, actual. Um, she opposition. was grounded. Yeah. Well, she became an actual opposition to Nala. Yeah. Or Nairobi. It was Nala. Okay. It was Nala. Are you I mean like, Sarabi? Sarabi. I was like, is the mom Nairobi? Or, I was like Nairobi. I don't know. Just making up names now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Her and Nala fight at, at the end there. Um, but yeah. So I, I really appreciated that turn because that was something I never knew I was missing in the original. Was that like I should actually be terrified of these hyenas? I mean, the lions won't even stand up to them. Well, again, there's only one main antagonist in the last, in yeah. the first one, and you know, the remake there is. So I was happy about that. I want to add one more. Alfred, Alfred Woodard. Yeah. Who's in? Uh, Luca Kage, Luke mm-hmm. Cage, and in uh, Hearts and Souls. I I watched her first on Hearts and Souls, Robert Downey Jr. back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. MCU creation. Um, but I've always been a fan of her. I've always been, and so like what, like listening to her perform, and I'm just like, oh, like I just need a little bit more of her in live action world, or like it's, I don't know. I, I I think she gets slept on so much. She mm-hmm. became like the main antagonist in Luke Cage, which is like super dope. And I don't know, I just. Hands down, the way you want to give shout out to the little yeah. boy boy, I want to give shout out to the to the woman woman. Always appreciate <laughs> to it. The woman woman. Um, yeah. Oh, and can't wait to be king. I had a fucking blast. Right. Everything sounded great. Yeah. Everything sounded great and looked great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <we get it. laughs> yeah. So you're shaking your head. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but like that 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 number especially. That's when I was like a hundred percent in. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm I'm into this. Okay. Nice. Now. Favorite characters? Favorite characters, side characters? Oh, Simba and Timon. Oh. 
All right. <laughs> easy, easy peasy. That's I thought quick. Billy, I mean, to me, uh, Billy Eichner, or Eichner, however you want to say it, uh, I I think he stole the show for me. Just being able to walk that tightrope really well of making it his own, but not changing the character itself. Mm. To a point where I'm like, I don't know this character anymore. Catering? Simba and Zazu. Zazu. Oh, John Oliver. Yeah. Zazu was great. I had a cousin who thought he was a woodpecker. Oh. Smashed his beak into, oh. <laughs> Incoming danger. Yeah. That's my shadow. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think he was that character to a T. You're right. You're abs- that's another yeah, one. Him that, and Billy, he was for just sure. perfect. So yeah. Josh, uh, the credits are not a character. Scar and side character. Yeah, I'm thinking of side characters. I would. Timon's a side character. Yeah. 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 100%. yeah. I'll say Timon. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, there's not many main, I guess. It's like Scar, Simba. It's a, it's Nala. it's the hot, it's the Nala. biggest of like an three, ensemble yeah. feel, you know. Yeah. Um, Scar, favorite, second, Nala. Sure. She's yeah. a main, but yeah, main. I mean, those are the two. Aside. So Scar and Nala, and then who's a side that you... side? Uh, we'll say it's a tie between them. The field mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zazu probably. Zazu. Zazu. Zazu's a solid choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I really like Nala because I don't know, I just, in a weird way, I felt like she had a little bit more agency. She did. In this one than she did in the other one. And I think maybe because of that extended, like, sneaky heisty scene mm-hmm. where she's hiding and sneaking away from the hyenas as well as Scar. Yeah, because in the first one, she just kind of escapes to go get food. Yeah. She's not really on a mission to do help. Anything. Oh, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's what she's happened. She's just there getting food because they've ran out. But also, I like the little jujitsu pin. Yeah. Pinch it. Cool. Now, qualms? Qualms. Qualms is qualms. I shall take over Dr. Gripes. Gripes. Uh, No! (laughs) Nice. DJ Qualms. Okay. Wow. Who's up first? Not me. I think I'll have the least. So I'll go. Um, uh, I'll start off with the first stone. Um, (laughs) So Corey and I were talking a little bit about this. So they omitted one specific scene. And the specific scene is when Rafiki talks to Simba to be like, hey, this is the come to Jesus moment of like, hey, I know your father. And it's like, you knew him. I do know him, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this is a super nitpicky thing. I can, I think there's differences between different actors, obviously, and the original source material from the original animated series, uh, animated movie. And there's a part with the water that happens and where he's like, oh, that's just me. Or it's like this reflection. And then in the live action, he says, no, look harder. And then he like wh- whips look the like- closer. Uh, he says, look closer. And then he just like whips it up, and and then the the reflection changes, and it gets closer to his dad. In the animated movie, and I, it's hard for me to like leave this baggage. And I know it's my own personal thing. The way that the Rafiki says it in the anime says, like, "Look hard," and it makes you like really start slowing down mm-hmm. and really starting to be in that same meditative trance, like transitional feel. Yeah. Versus here, it's kind of like you idiot. Like look at it. It's supposed to be, and it's more of that again knee jerk twenty nineteen like common sensuality that we need. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of struck me in a weird way because I remember that very vividly as a child, you know, who may be in a theater and not knowing what character is what, but saying like, shut up and look through these things. And I think that was a poignant thing that was missed. And there's, there's other things like that that were like missed for Rafiki and other characters. It's like, there's there's so much breakneck speed yeah. because it's going based off the pacing of the animated film in such, uh, like in a way that's n- actually supposed to be admired in such a way because it's like, Carbon copy shot. Well, it isn't. It isn't because they also add 
new scenes, yeah. new songs. So like, it's like Psycho. Gus Van Sant. Gus, who did that? Uh, the film. Yeah, the it's not a- Hitchcock. The remake. It's a shot for uh-huh. shot remake. Gus Van Sant, I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so he did a shot for shot remake, and it was a fifty-fifty split in the audience. Fifty percent of it loved it because it was like an homage. They remembered everything. Fifty percent hated it because it wasn't anything no. new. No. And that's I feel like that's where a lot of this falls. I mean, I think the tough thing too to do like like word for word or frame by frame remakes are a tough thing to do, especially if they're animated or doing like live action, live action. And in a weird way, I don't know where this is going to become the adaptation episode, but like with Watchmen, there was a similar thing, right? But the thing is that's never been done before. Right. So I don't give it that same flack when it's like- there's also two mediums. Yeah, exactly. It's complex this is, as that. This I is, would consider this the same medium. And it's exactly. So it's like, well, it's it's a visual medium. You put, you rewind the movie. There's a beginning, a middle, and end. And, and it's, it's animated. Vis- and it's within a two hour long period. So yeah. that was like a thing that I was like, I felt very like- Oh, they missed that part. If they're gonna go out of their way to try to like recreate the opening sequence, recreate the death scene, it's like recreate. They picked certain things to to be very true to, and they picked things that were not. And I I just don't agree with the filmmakers that that part or the writers when we're the fuck or the actor's it. choice to how to say it. Yeah, um, I can elaborate a little bit more about that scene particularly because that's also the scene where after he gets the vision thing, he like. Oh, and then like these like fireflies come out and this dust wind comes away and then Rafiq's like, like, oh, the weather's changing. He's supposed to act as if he doesn't know what the hell's going on. And then he says the whole line. He says, um, it's like, well, that's the past. He's like, Hakuna Matata's yours. And then there's the two conflicts of Hakuna Matata's like, it's in the past, so you don't worry about it. And then Rafiki's lesson is, it's the past, you're supposed to learn from it or you could just go on your life running away from it. And then he hits him with the stick, which we don't see till the that final hurts. act. And he's like, that hurts. He's like, ah, oh, but that's in the past. It doesn't matter. It still hurts. And then he's like, you could either run from it or learn from it. And he goes to hit him again and Simba dodges. like, see, you learn from it. Yeah, now and I'm then gonna take your stick. And then he does that, and then he takes a stick and runs away. And it's a big like, oh my god! He's like, that's the yeah. that's the lesson. That's cathartic the lie. and like, mm-hmm. yay! Like the midway lie for for Simba is to like the past doesn't matter. You can run away from it the entire time. And then there's a there's a point to that. And like it, Rafiki kind of you know guru wisdoms ex Deus ex machina is it where it's like, hey, you have to go back. It's not even like knowledge. Like, hey, we need you. You have to go back. There's that sense of duty to go back, but it's more like your personal story is it's now a personal change within him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's getting reflected because of the guard of the old past of Rafiki. And that was yeah. like one thing I really liked in the this one where you saw Rafiki and Zazu see the entire Pride Rock go into asunder. And it's like this is the old guard seeing their new, their kingdom mm-hmm. that they loved go yeah. away. But then they don't get that with Rafiki because he's kind of just like, Simba's alive! And that's it. But then you don't get that later on happening where like he's mentoring Simba for like that like six-minute scene. Yeah, And they don't have this in the one. And I was like really, really like sad because I was like, why is Simba going back? Yeah, because his dad told him mm. to go. Well, and he, that's it. He let's because like Nala yes. says come back, and he's like no, and so there's no reason for him to go back. He said right no, and then when he goes to see Rafiki, he's like you don't know my dad. He's like but your dad said this, and then he gets this vision thing, and his dad says return to the circle of life, retain, retain, reclaim your throne, remember who you are, and that's it. So he's like he has again no internal lesson to be t- taught. Like I should go back because the past hurt me. Because there's also a part in the animated series, like, I had to go face my past. And then that's when the whole, like, the past can hurt, da-da-da. But so a lot well, of these... I, I got it. Yeah, I, f- I still felt it from... Simba. Or the Mufasa. Da- the, the, yeah, but I, I took it more as a, you know, it's not really talking to his dad, but, like, learning from his own past and how his dad used to act, how he needs to find that courage that he always admired in his dad for himself. So instead of having someone hold his hand through it, he came for full circle from his own experiences. So for me, that, for me personally, that, it did fit, enough. that fit the the message, which is like, 
I think I almost had that. And I think if it wasn't for the fact of like, and, and this is, happens in the animated movie too. And I think it's tough because there is, it's a loss. It's a trauma. Yeah. That mm-hmm. he lost, he fucking saw his dad fucking die. He becomes Batman. Right. Um, <laughs> but like, were here. right. Um, no, he'd hate the movie. Uh, no, he'd love it. Cause whatever. Um, but it's like he, the, the, in the live action, they really harken back to like, I don't leave me again. It's like, I never left you and I never will. And it's much to me. That was like, this part of the story is part of him having to realize his dad's always going to be with him. And not of, but you still got to handle your business. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, now you've now you've learned to live. But then that doesn't still, to me, get me to have him, like, motivated to go back. So that was, that that scene, I, I would have wanted more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To kind of, to lion pounce on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Pen>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, in the same vein, uh, Tom and I don't usually agree on things. It's weird. And it's weird. Um, but it, for me, it made Rafiki a useless character, removing some of the things that were a part of the story. Um, again, uh, you already said it. It's kind of personal baggage, and I'm listening to everybody at the table and hearing other things. Um, but I'm just tiger pouncing on that and just saying, yeah, just to me, it uh, Rafiki just seemed very... Kind of useless in this this telling of mm-hmm. this story, for sure. Um, so yeah, I I agree a hundred percent because you just reminded me of a point where because Rafiki, I felt the same way where I felt like he didn't really need to be in the story at all because I feel like Simba could have looked in a puddle, a puddle on a rainy day and had the same experience if mm-hmm. Rafiki wasn't there, and there was a point where all Rafiki had done at this point was like say a bunch of things really quickly break that, a root that break a root and um he had lifted his arms up and been like ah two times and so there was the, the I think he does we it three about times he beats the shit out of a ton of hyenas yeah. he oh, at, this point, at this point at this point at this point so that, like the last time he comes back and I'm like I swear to god if he raises his arms and just yells and laughs again and then like he crawled up the tree okay. and is like I was like, "Why? You have done nothing well, at this point." That's what baboons do. Not, not gonna they, lie, they I did kind they of yell and raise their arms. I did kind of want him to pull out of his staff, out of the tree, and just fucking just Mjolnir comes out. Yeah. I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" <laughs> like, I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't, I don't agree that Simba could have done it on his own. I think that's that's where Rafiki comes in because he doesn't. He, he even looks at his reflection. He's like, "It's my reflection." Yeah, and, and then he does the thing. He's the whole point is him going like, "Stop being a fucking idiot." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? It's a metaphor. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they didn't. They didn't. His staff fight saved it. This for me. is well, Corey no, I mean, like swishing our puddle and being like, "Enough look, of your bullshit." No, not, not, at all, not at all. Not at all. No. Not even a little bit. Um, but no, yeah, I, I I was glad to see that fight because yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that happened in the movie." Oh yeah, out, I was like, oh. "Well, and they did the whole uh, Seth Rogen running through pin bowl, uh, bowling pin, all that stuff." Yeah. You know, one thing I am mad about, and this is a stupid petty thing. No, um. I have a lovely bunch of coconuts. I know. <laughs> well, that's, that's a really uh, dumb thing. It, I didn't need that because they added the scenes with Scar and yeah. Sarabi. It did I, bother it's more me. important to me. The Be Our Guest actually made me mad. I hated that so much. No, I loved it. It's a, I it's hated a Disney it. Trope. They I was it. like, what? Yeah. No. You, you, you I remember what I said? Anything else. So, I don't remember exactly what you said, but I think we both went. No. So what? I literally out loud. So I wasn't oh. expecting it at all. And then all of a sudden they said, be ah. Yes, I said, what the fuck? They said B R and then ran. And then I was like, I literally was like, don't you fucking do it. Love and then it. they did. And I was like, you know what? There's some fucking balls to do that shit. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate it. But I, I was like, it. what the fuck? 
it's kind of like every time Marvel movies mention Star Wars and Star Wars is like has Nick Fury and yeah. Jane Foster and I'm like you broke the universe now yeah uh, so I just like laughed I was like oh I appreciated God. it I did not like um, it at all it. did not so, like the one why thi- I, I just felt uh, like I can't think of better words than this but really self-masturbatory for Disney I was well, just like why so, why did you put this here when I like I already know that you made all the other movies I don't want a callback why are they even bringing this up in a very Do they know about Beauty and the Beast? In, in a very sur- talking animals. I know. Draw the line. In a very surgical way, we talked about this. Where like there happens, you know, that's how media media is right now in pop culture and nerd culture. Where it's like it's very so fresh. Re- it's, referential. it's called yeah. In a, in a, pretentious people, we call it um, intertextuality, mm-hmm. where you do nothing but be self-referential, mm-hmm. and it's just like you you have it rewards audiences for just watching other things without actually having a real plot to it. Right. Sometimes it's done well, sometimes it's not. But I mean, it where you sit on one side of the fence is yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the thing you guys talked about, like the photorealism of the film and all the stuff with the opening sequence and shit like that. Um, I kind of really wanted a little bit of more of the closer and expressionistic, aka the animation style look, because I remember the first Ah Sabanya, they have like a wide shot and then you see the sun rising. And it's like time lapsey looky. Um, and then in the cartoon movie, it's like the horizon and then a fucking giant sun. Yeah. Which if it was that close, we'd fucking be burning. Unless right. you use a telephoto <laughs> lens and made everything flat, right? right? Um, so I wanted, I missed some of that stuff. And so when I saw it, I said, okay, cool. I'm going to get a realistic look. And I was watching it. And as, you know, photorealistic as possible, you know, like Toy Story, the opening sequence, the rain and all that shit. As it is, there's always going to be, at least for me, like, I can tell it's CG. Yeah. And it made me really actually want, think, like, I wish they actually would have just used stock footage from planet Earth. Yeah. Because they have really beautiful shots in there and they make running gazelles look, yeah. you know, cinematic. But maybe that's part of the issue though because then you're not getting a consistent look through the whole thing. Like sometimes yeah. you're you using know, real animals. No, yeah, and that's, that's what, that was the thing. I was like, you can't have that and then have Simba talking. Yeah. Like that won't, that will clash. But I was kind of thinking, I was like, I see what they're trying to do and it's like, cool. And I mean like, the consensus in the world is like, hey, look, you have all these personalities, all these great talents, but then none of the animals emote. Yeah, I was just going to say that was one of the things because it, it is... It is a beautiful looking movie and I've read a little bit more of like how far they went to try to encapsulate like the realism of the animals, but they're talking animals. And so right. the way that the lips move, it's kind of one of those things that so with the with the cast, you have a great cast and it was just lost on me. The some of the the um, performances were lost on me and because of kind of the emotionality behind it. And unfortunately, I just got, I was taken out uh, mm-hmm. because you do have this photorealism. But then the way that their mouths moved at some times, I didn't buy it. And it just took me out. I, sure. I think it's definitely a clash of some things because sometimes you'll get like fucking what? You'll get like uh, Milo and Otis where you have legit animals mm-hmm. and then you just have someone dub over them and they're not even opening their mouths. They're just like, yeah. they're looking at each other and you can get that. It's more of like a mental conversation. Yeah, you can get that or you can get Beverly Hills Chihuahua Yeah, and it looks stupid, right? So it's like- if You gotta you try walk to, a line. Yeah, you gotta walk a line and I think this try to do the bo- bo- the best of it. Or but you get it, Sonic. Sonic. Mm. Canucks. <laughs> all right, so it's like- They could have gave him human teeth. That's all yeah. I'm trying to say. Or oh, human no. life. Or, or human life. But that's also kind of a thing too where it's kind of like, is this is this- a good live action or is this a good animated film? It's not live action. Right? And so like to me it's like cool you're actually you're not performing anything you're you know voice acting but there's no physical performance capture right? So it's like are, is there actual any type of 
camera being used, obviously you're shooting and stuff and building a set and all that stuff. They did. They did do uh, not performance capture, but they acted the scenes out in a room mm-hmm. on camera, and then the animators took those scenes. Uh, they shot them with like three or four cameras in this big box room, and they acted the scenes out, and they took those and used them as reference. Yeah, and so it's interesting because like obviously you can't replicate some of the the animalistic uh things unless you're uh benedict Cumberbatch or andy circus right um but i mean right. i guarantee you they would have fucking tried yeah um but so it, it kind of toes that line again is it, is it live action is it animated and stuff like that so it, it, it toes a line between those two and it kind of puts you in this weird place of like i don't know if i should be um crediting it with how well it looks or also being like it doesn't look also super realistic yeah, also so it looks it's a line. Realistic. i think the gap because so I, I just, had the same qualm as well that like the voiceover was phenomenal. Like the acting was great. The voices were wonderful. The how it looks is amazing. Like it looks and sounds wonderful. But the connection between those two, like those they and they had in subtleties of like, you know, how would a cat move if it was feeling this way or whatever. Like they did have those things, but it was just weird for Scar to be talking about his past and then be like, yeah, it really sucked when you, like, killed me, and, like, licking his arm. And I'm like, how do you feel right now? Because I can't tell. Because I know that you're being casual because you're a cat, but I'm having a hard time connecting with you as, like, a sentient being because I don't understand your cat emotions. Yeah. (laughs) So there was a lot of disconnect of that kind of thing where it was just... And, and and even with the singing too, like um, the can't wait to be king, they would have all of the animals sing, but sometimes they wouldn't have all of the animals sing. Because I remember seeing a water buffalo who's just like chewing cud for a long time, <laughs> and then uh, this teeny hippo is like, just can't wait. And I'm like, wait, are you is it, wait, who's hold on, singing? Wait, hold on, how do the hippo? Like in the animated, only a few of them are singing in the animated. There's still the rhinos that aren't really singing. I, I sit on them in the right, animal. but the, it was a lot harder for me to keep track of it because there's no expression happening. Like, that was a big... That, like, killed all of the performances for me, actually. Like, even Mufasa dying, I literally... Nothing. Simba going up the rock, all I could think when he was going up the rock... Because I remember in the animated version, when he was going to the top of Pride Rock, they were, like, showing, like, close-ups of his paw that he's really struggling because he was just in this huge fight. And all I can remember of him going up is, like, slowly walking up them being like, meh, and that's it. I mean, you, that's harsh. That's a harsh simplification. It's super harsh. But, yeah. but, but, it's, but you, don't, you, don't, you don't see the physical meh. strife in his face. There was no, I know, that was a bad roar. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's terrible. I can take any movie and make it sound bad by doing that. <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, you don't see physical strife. And then strife. Alita holds her sword up and goes, meh, and then Alita's <laughs> over. No, she doesn't. Edward Norton says, meh. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, there's no physical strife in a lot of their face and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it it that really killed a lot of it for I, me. That's I mean, it really ruined that that gap for me ruined most of this movie. They there were a couple parts where they started to kind of incorporate more like ah like when they would be he did that in the, the jungle. <laughs> Welcome to my This episode. wasn't this wasn't a roar. He like oh, is yeah, he's like frustrated oh. with Timon or something, and he's like, "Ah, oh, why'd you do that?" But he, they actually like moved his face. But there were other times where they would make some kind of expressive sound, and they'd just be like, "Ah." I don't think they did. And that nothing. <laughs> but I don't know. It. I it, mean, I I was reading about that, and they were they were talking about like the stereotypical thing in entertainment just across the board 
the way that they represent lions and how they roar is actually false. Right. Like when they roar, they don't open their mouths like full. It's more of like um a like a wolf, how it kind of has a closed mouth oh. and it's a ooh. They, I was reading and it could be wrong because sometimes the internet is wrong that they don't or their their mouth doesn't move a it lot. It makes a only when they're fighting. Yeah. yeah. So it's like an angry which, dog. And I and again, I get it that they're because going I have for to the say, realism. The reason why I'm saying it is because I had the same qualm. Yeah. And then I was kind of like reading a little bit more and I was like, well, oh, okay. It, I'm gonna it's one of those things that I understand why they did what they did. It just didn't hit at all for me. Okay. And I know that, that I'm like the only I'm I'm my own person. Not everyone has the same thoughts and opinions as I do. I'm not saying I it's share the, your thoughts. I <laughs> join us. You're an yeah, aggregate it, webmaster. Just, like <laughs> Yeah, this isn't it 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 kind of killed all the things. It killed my enjoyment of it. Okay. I I still think it looked amazing. It sounded amazing. I liked it, but they ruined a lot for me. Okay. They're, um, to add to that point, in the the kid you love, JD, JD, like so when he is apologizing to Scar about something that happened with Mufasa and all that stuff, mm-hmm. he says like, "I'm really sorry." That I was like, I could tell you are, but your face doesn't. Say I know. It. And so I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Fuck!" I really wish like he had like a droopy eye a little bit or something like that. But it's like those or like kinda, even little sad lion eyebrows. Those little things. But the thing is, like, also you kind of have to like look back, right? And it's almost go, it harkens back to like theater performance. Mm-hmm. Again, it's going back to theater performance. You have to see like the giant gestures in order yeah. to because they're not gonna. They're they're trying to make it photorealistic, so you're trying to like not pay attention to the face so much and more of like their body, their body, the whole language. Yeah, the whole thing. But I'm still on the same page. There were were also moments where like the in between the lions, they were like annoyed with each other. And I was waiting for their ears to like do the cat thing where they're like kind of flatten out a little bit because they're like, like, meh, why would you do this? But that never happened. They were always just like, there was no anything happening so that do lions do the same thing with their ears? I, I don't know and might be why yeah. but also I, I which think, i understand I think this is dog or i think this is cat i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> cat goes batman dogs go i mean no matter what it's your own personal yeah. experience right. of the film yeah so i mean it's neither right nor wrong it's your experience right so but what mine ab- is okay but what about you Corey? you said you had a couple uh be prepared mm. uh it's probably the greatest disney villain song of all time yeah uh right up there with Ursula's song and for me turning it into a you know two stanza monologue really took away almost like beat poetry well the whole point <laughs> of that song and the reason it's so good beyond the melody is that it tells you exactly where Scar's coming from and what he thinks of himself so you really understand his motivation at a fundamental level and it also shows the the uh, agreement between the hyenas and Scar in that moment where they're not they're not totally on board but then he lays this plan out for them and they're like, oh, shit. All right. And so by the end of it, they're all singing because now we're all going to do this it. thing. We're all going to kill Mufasa. We're all in it together. Uh, and I just, you know, I lost that. Um, and I don't know what uh, the choice was was on that. Uh, I just don't uh, agree with it. 100%. I think they just wanted to stay away from Nazism. They don't have to put that in there. But like the song itself can still exist. Well, I mean, I was, I was reading about it and they... Because it was at one point like a public thing on the internet outcry of like, oh, be prepared, it's not going to be there. And they were kind of like, oops, we need to have it in there somehow. Yeah, and I think that... So I was actually surprised about the scene at all. That they had it. Yeah, I was surprised that that was even included. So when it happened, I started hearing like a little bit of the the thing coming under and I was like, 
I'm almost Wait. more annoyed that it was in there half assed than in there yeah. at all. Yeah. I would have preferred it being taken out and put a scene in instead. Yeah. Uh, because this didn't walk either line. Um, I'm also not, uh, this is a director thing as well. Um, Chihuahua is a phenomenal actor and has amazing range. And I get what they were trying to do with Scar, but it didn't work for me. It was this very one note Scar. Uh, the thing about Scar is that he's vain beyond. Vain enough to kill his own brother to become because he thinks he should be king first. And I didn't get a lot of that. And I watched another review online where they, they pointed it out perfectly is that he's still saying Jeremy Irons lines. There's a few of them in there still about the lunch, you know, losing my lunch for a more flamboyant scar. And they don't come across the same way for a very yeah, serious They don't scar. translate as well. Mm. Jeremy Irons sounds like he's in, he, like he's in the high tower enjoying his tea. Yes. Where like they, the way they framed this. Like he's just evil. Kind of, well, almost a shell of a of a of a lion, yeah. of, a, of a king, as yeah. it would be. And I was saying, except this, for that new scene they added, which worked really well for me. Actually. Yeah, which, but then you only get that because he's in power. Yeah, but then it, it gets thrown off when he's like, I, I was just lying and all this, which is still the same things. But it's like, I almost felt the same thing with Mufasa a bit, with James Earl Jones, where it's like they kind of, I felt I couldn't help but feel like they were pulling them back. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like I, I was like. These guys can fucking give me some. It was this like, weird like thing where they kind of like. At one point, I asked you, I was like, them. "Was it just me?" But they almost sounded the same at some point. Where there was a scene between the two, and they were having their back and forth, and I had a hard time knowing who was talking. Knowing who was talking was it was oh, like I, I mean of that. course I mean they're trying to sound like brothers. I know Chihuahua was trying to hit his register, James's yeah. register, because I, Jeremy Irons and and. James, James Earl Jones sounded nothing alike. And so one's British, don't even one's try. like, so he tried to. I know he tried to match his timber to to be the same. For me, it was more of like, okay. I felt like I know they can give me more. They can give me more gravitas. Chihuahua's a phenomenal actor. He yeah. has the skill for it. No, I just don't know if it was a director choice or perhaps both. A little bit A B. For as you know, you can see American Gangster. You can go see Twelve Years a Slave. But uh, in The Secret in Their Eyes, which is a not a great remake, of another one. Uh, he's fucking great, and like he plays like both like the strength and the the, the vulnerability. Yeah. And I don't get any of that with this one. I was just like, I needed a little more that. vanity. That's the mm. that's the real thing I'm missing is is the vanity from from this point of view. This scar just seems like an evil person mm -hmm. where at least with Jeremy Irons scar as an audience member, I felt for him a little bit and I un at least understood that he wasn't just evil. It's just that he truly believes yeah. that he deserves to like be being a he bad guy. Being a bad guy just to be a bad guy isn't as yeah. interesting, but having a like um, what you're saying. Like yeah. more well, I mean, of I'm, some of that's baggage. I mean, Scar is my favorite villain as, who, as well. So. Who's that one yeah. greasy ass dude from Lord of the Rings who like is whispering into that one king's ear? Worm tongue? Or, yeah, yeah. Grima. That's Grima what he, this character characterization reminded me of. I was like, get this douchey dude. Get, yeah. get, get, get him out of here. Um, <laughs> get him out of here. So I, that, that I was missing and I'm not, I might get crucified for this. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Beyonce's acting in anything mm. she's done. Uh, I oh, her was, singing. I was her singing is fucking off the charts. Okay, cool. uh, I'm a big fan of her her music, and I I really think she's a you know one of the greatest singers of our generation at least has the most control of her voice I've ever heard of anyone. But her acting, even stemming from my days of watching Austin Powers Goldmember, it's just very much so Beyonce being Beyonce, being talking. Beyonce and talking. Yeah, I I she sound you could close your eyes and she sounds exactly like Foxy Cleopatra from from Goldmember, and I just wish there was a little <laughs> more characterization. Uh, beyond that because w everyone else kind of for me disappeared into the characters but every time she spoke I was like 
That's Beyonce. That's 100% Beyonce. That actually actually happened for me a little bit when she was singing. Just because she can do all of the like gymnastics with her voice, I was just like, no one else can do this. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, I feel like I just want to go to a Beyonce concert now. Uh, If you can afford it. If I could afford it. But I think that's it. Other than Can You Feel the Love Tonight being during the afternoon. Um, you know, you, you're, you're <laughs> guesstimating what were my qualms were. That was not at all. I was like, I don't care. That bothered like, me too. I didn't, I didn't it care. It didn't really bother me, but it's just a funny. It didn't care because that's a that's more of like a like a logic slash plot hole because the song's supposed to be sung at night. But then it's like, again, I'm, I was looking more of the service of the story. And I was like, the characters are there. Yeah. The characters are supposed to reunite it. And they did different scenes. Yeah. Which also, I forgot, this is a, a not a qualm anymore. But I fucking love some of the time lapses they did with the tree fucking crick, like crackling oh, yeah. and all that shit. I'm like, more please. Fucking yeah. none of this shot for shot shit. I'm sorry. I, I was not a fan of all the shot for shot shit. Because I was just like... Why? There was no fucking point of making this movie other than showing me you had the money to make it. And so I was like, there's no reimagination. But then those certain shots was like, cool, give me some fucking liberty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're willing to do that I shit? I mean, with- that's kind of where I'm coming from is this wasn't exactly what I'm looking for in remakes if we're going to go down that road. But it was closer than anything I've yeah. seen. Yeah. Okay, but again, that's the weird thing. It's that weird line where it's like, yeah. do you take the liberties? Do you not take the liberties? Do you go too far? Do you not go too far? Do you do exactly so the same? so far what I've seen in these remakes is that they do take too many liberties. And it just changes the story at a fundamental level. Where this, mm. for me, was still the same story. It had some of the same beats that I am expecting from Lion King. But it changed enough for me to go, okay, I want more change. I want that kind of change. Mm-hmm. I don't need house beats under my music. Yeah, but I do want more. How about, how about Imagine Dragons? More lines, like yeah, right. <laughs> I do like more of what really like um, John Oliver or Billy Eichner did, where they just they understand their characters, they hit their marks, but they're allowed to have enough liberty to they're make it to play. their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with that scene while I was talking about with Rafiki and all that stuff, I wouldn't mind if it that scene had been there, but just different dialogue. Sure, you know, yeah. again, it would have been the same thing. Also, one thing I did like how they had a little from the costa. Yeah, I did enjoy that, but also why? Why? Just anyone. I don't care who it is. Just add a new character. Why is Jaimon Hansu not in this movie? <laughs> he, he, I think Wait, he's been who? rapping. Jaimon, Jaimon Hansu. Hansu. He's in everything. He's he's from Never Back Down. He's Shazam the Wizard. He's, he's also in. the oh, speaking yeah, Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. not wrong. I mean, uh, he's, he's, he's in he's Guardians. A Kree. He's a, he's a Kree. Kree soldiers. Yeah. Oh. Captain and he Marvel. was in there. And I feel like, everybody. I'm Star-Lord. Who? But, Star-Lord, you know, man. he has such a dramatic performance out of anybody yeah. in Hollywood. You didn't get him. You didn't knock on his door. You got three more white guys, but not him. Okay. Yeah. But I was just like, I just wanted him. You know, you could have had Chadwick Boseman. You could have had all the fucking people from Black Panther, but they're probably making Black Panther 2. Yeah. You so. had a dad. Fair. So, But R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, and peace. Josh. Are we done with qualms? I am done. I'm I done. Because I, yeah, I have the scars and Beyonce. It's not. It was, a, a ri- it was originally a qualm. But then it was something that I went, oh, okay. Hmm. Um, at first, I was really, really bothered by Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. I was because too, I didn't buy it. I just oh. there were there were Seth Roganisms that I was like, uh, okay. And Except it the, something like a that <laughs> the thing that really, really bothered me was the kind of the intro that leads into Akuna Matata. Um, part of the things that was so endearing about Pumbaa before was that he was. He was a slob. He was gross, but he could sing. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Oh, that's so cute. That's so he, neat." And he far and Seth, can't sing. Seth Rogen can't sing, and so but I he was can like, "Sing uh, within a certain amount of notes." And so, again, it bothered me wholeheartedly. And then I read a little bit more about it, and they tried. They brought in Pharrell Williams 
yeah. to try to help him. And Pharrell Williams was beating his head against the, the desk, just trying to get just a note from him. But real wow. talk. And they even, and then they, they mixed him down under the mix. Wow. Um, and so it's one of those things that it's like, I've known people that, I personally believe that anybody can sing, but if somebody can't, you work with what you got. Yeah. And they, they made and, it work for me once yeah. I thought about it a little. Longer. I mean, and but, he can sing in a range. Like a, his, he's got like one octave range. Yeah. Not the Wimbaways are really him doing that. Yeah. But once it gets up to when I was a young warthog, like you yeah. can't hit that. Yeah. Just straight up. I, are we going into rating after this? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I'm just going to say this out loud just for the fucking laughs and lols. I would fucking pay all the goddamn money in the world to see the drama biopic of Pharrell Williams being brought into this movie. And then they go watch the movie. And then if this podcast never existed, and then it's like, they, they didn't hate my singing. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Like they hated everything else, but not his singing. It'd be the fuck oh, Academy War right there. You don't tell him. Oh my God. So uh Well, Seth Rogan brings us to a ratings. Ratings. Uh Caitlin, you are first. Two point five. Wow. Two point five. And I'm only giving lower than that, Aladdin. I'm only giving that because of how good it looked and sounded. Okay. Otherwise, it if 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 those parts didn't mesh up well, it would have been far lower. Corey, for four, four for Corey. Uh oh. To me, this is a. Uh, <laughs> I think I know what's gonna happen. This is now. the best remake I've seen. Oh. Ooh. Well, it's the best hot take, baby. quote unquote live. I still don't think we need him. Take that, Ron Tomatoes. But if they're more in line with this, then I will probably go see him. Oh. Uh, then it's moi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, two. No, it's like three. It's three. No, three. fuck. It's three. So it's your Aladdin. I was going to do point two one. Oh, I did three. No, I'm just saying I did three for Aladdin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm I I pick apart a lot of shit, but I'm kind of like ah. No, this is. I, uh, I just. This is. Are you guys ready? Are you ready to wear the crown? <laughs> just, just wait. Oh, uh, no. I'm really, really. Uh, I the had drama. two point five. Yeah. But again, this conversation was enlightening. Oh shit. And it made me rethink some things. Oh shit. And I will give it a three. Woo! No. Kaylin <laughs> again with the with no the one no votes. No, no one votes. voted for me. No one expected it. But I am the grump. And I am the one who grumps. I, we all lost. We it's all true. lost. We all yeah. Um, but everyone at home and everyone in the Nerd Nation, uh, stop picking me because apparently I just vote really high, even though I like <laughs> shit all yeah. over it. You're just grumpy. I, I, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like. I could look at it with a crit- critical eye, but you, know, you can still enjoy things. You can still love the things you love. Yeah. You can still like it. It doesn't change Oh, speaking of which, I meant to bring this up at the beginning because Ali and I agree on this. I just forgot because he's not here. A lot of my rating comes from Disney how movies. I feel when I leave the theater. And I, f- I was elated because my expectations, I think, were lower. I'm, and I left. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't. No, I think, no, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out. Yeah. That's where a lot of my. I, I think a lot of people are like that, actually. You know, where mm-hmm. they, they, they base it on their, how they feel. And that's what, again, it's like, would I watch this again? No. Like, I wouldn't go to the theater and watch it again. Like, hell no. I probably wouldn't go to the theater. But exactly. You know what I mean? I like, would watch it again. Like, I have A list. Yeah. But I want to watch, like, I don't. I support like that Mama, local theater. Lamley, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, uh, small art house theaters. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like I feel like you know this movie's gonna make all the money in the world, and it's kind of like uh, I talked about this weird side tangent with the uh, Capes Crusaders, David Barry. He's like, I don't feel like the need to support any more comic book movies or comic book shows. Yeah, because they're already all doing well. 
they're yeah. going to do all well without you because people are going to spend the money on them. Mm-hmm. And so for me with Lion King and other live ad- action adaptations, like if it's going to be like the original one, then, you know, hopefully it does well. But if it doesn't, then it's not going to be because of me. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's entertainment, y'all. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, it's uh, like we've said before, this is, it's, it's an escape. It yeah. is what it is. It, 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 when you get down to it, it is all emotion. You just might have language behind it. Like you might have been able to have gone to film school and have words to explain you, your emotional, it's uh, not emotional thing. It's critical. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else take it. I felt bad because when the, when you were saying how you left the theater is, is what you based it off of. I walked in. That's not what I based off of. It well, just affects some of my score. Yeah. I I had very low expectations being like, oh, they're going to really mess this up. And then I left the theater being like, oh, they no. <laughs> wow. It, we're past which, the qualms. Kayla. I know. We're so now in the part Corey. where we're supposed to celebrate. It was, but again, you, get, you didn't it's like because, it. You gave it 2.5. We understand. It's because it was so pretty. Oh, did you feel that, Corey? That was right in your eye. She yeah. twisted a little bit more. She a took little. some lemon and then... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then, put some, and then salt bait it. Yeah. Yep. And then I put some margarita mix on it. I was like, let's just try and... Ouch. Yeah. But it's fun. Well, are we complete? I yeah, feel complete. complete. We are complete. Um, everybody at home, thank you so much for watching. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us who you thought was going to be the grump. Are you surprised? Tell us your thoughts on Lion King. What did you think of the... Live action. How did you say that? Live action. Live action. Uh, <laughs> remake of The Lion King. And uh, yeah, reach out to us in our DMs on all of our social medias. Um, oh. But yeah, you can check us out if you're new to NerdOn. You can check us out on our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the linky links that you can go to with all of our social medias. Every website that you can find for us is centralized there. And you can find us, nerdon.tv. Find us! Find us! And Help sh- us. And share us. We're trapped here until you find us. Yeah. <laughs> Josh yeah. won't let us leave. Yep. Share us with your friends and family. Do uh, stop by iTunes or whatever podcast app that you use and rate us and review us. It does help. It's uh, one out of five stars. Wow. It is one it out is. of five. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, thank you again. You know the drill. How many shows we got? We have a lot of shows. <laughs> We have a bunch of shows. We, we have, have a lot Nerd of shows. on the podcast. We the have one that you are listening time. to right now. We have Nerd on the update, and we have Trope Time. Uh, also, there is a lot of business. I totally forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, we got, are up see how for, he got mad at me. Yeah. See uh-huh, how he got mad at uh-huh, me. Uh-huh. We are up for nomination for the podcast awards. Woo-hoo! So you can go to nerdon.io backslash nominate, and you can nominate us. Be a part of getting us nominated for the podcast awards. We have. A bunch of merch on the website. There's a lot going on, and you can check it out, nerdon.tv. Well, now I get to outro. Yes. And I'm going to say thank you again for joining us. You know the drill. As always, Nerd On! Indie. Broadcast.